see why you play football. Not basketball. Damn. Hey, man, you know. <laughs> we starting like that today. <laughs> shots fired. You, yeah, you got a whole bunch of shots back there, too, with the... <laughs> with the coffee. Nah. Hey, he woke now. He woke now. But nah, 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 nah. Let's 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 kick this thing off, man. Uh welcome back to the Circle of M podcast. I am your host, Marcus Smith the second. Got my co-host with me, Dundre. Yeah, yeah. We got a special guest. Hey, we got a special guest today. <laughs> my good guy Trey Sullivan, man. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you came on with us, man. We we've been on this journey. Circle of M is is about mental health. It's about us talking about life, and it's about us unmasking the feelings that that cause some of these mental health issues. Definitely. So I'm, I'm just happy that you came. You also Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Played with the Eagles. I was there with you, yep. playing with the Eagles. You still training and and, and playing now, man. And we like to like do this first segment. Uh, it's uh, well, it's gonna be this ball, okay. and we're gonna toss the ball, and this kind of like a little icebreaker for us to get warmed up okay. on what we do. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna toss you the ball first, and wherever your thumb lands on, you just answer the question. Okay. All right. So that's what we're gonna do here. Whoa! Oh! Whoa! Whoa. Got the mic in the way. Yeah. Worst fear. Ooh! <laughs> that's that's popping it off right there. Jeez. Uh, it could be anything. Oh, so yeah, heights. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it took me a while to get over it. Roller coasters. I was cool, but when it came to planes and stuff like that, no, sir, I yeah. couldn't do it. You ain't the only one. I couldn't do it. Right. Oh, <laughs> something you did that got you in trouble. You know, I come from the world of, you know, my parents. You know, they were, they even whoop you. Oh, you yes, know what sir. I'm saying? I don't know if y'all come from that the same, same atmosphere. They 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 gonna whoop you now. Like you 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 get in trouble, you do something, you lie, whatever it may yep. be. They gonna they gonna put the belt on you. Mm-hmm. So for me, we was playing uh, football in the street, and my dad had this brick mailbox, old brick mailbox. I caught a pass, ran into the brick mailbox, broke it. Think about a brick this dude, now. This dude built different. <laughs> <laughs> this man built hey, different. I, it was old though, bro. It was it was it was his time anyway. That's so why, that's why you went the first round, right? <laughs> no, man, sent that video in. Hey, that, that ain't with the six years old. That ain't with the Eagles fans saying, but they booed me when I got when I got jerked. They said, "Who the hell is this guy?" I could toss the ball right there. Oh, I didn't miss football players. I know. <laughs> Second time's a charm, but no. All right, man. Let's get into this, man. Um, you know, our mental health in America today is, you know, really just us being able to interview you. Definitely. And we, our, our atmosphere on this show is really just uh, us talking, us being able to have candid conversations, mm-hmm. kind of like your pivots, your I am athletes of the world. And mm-hmm. the difference with us is we, we really dial in on mental health and, and life right. in itself. Right. So I, I want to really just, you know, start off with like taking us through. Like you taking us through, like you know how your upbringing and you know where that started, because I know that you went to Shepherd. We gonna get to that next, but mm-hmm. t- tell them like where you went to school at here, and like you know your uphill battle of getting to you to Shepherd or where you are now. Okay, um, so I actually started out at Bishop McNamara, <clears throat> went there for a year. Uh, my parents, man, they they jacked me up out of there. 
I was in there, you know, chirping bad grades. Was that an all boys school? Nah. Uh, oh, that's so that's the math. Oh, that's yeah, the math. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. McNamara okay. co-ed. So in there, you know, chirping, chasing after girls, not focused. Was playing football. I played JV, mm. but um, definitely like you know, Coach Bevel had talks, you know, about me playing varsity next year, things like that. Um, yeah. So you know, things were looking good on the football field, but not in the classroom. So. My parents were like, you know, they, they didn't give sports scholarships. So right. my parents were like, you know, we're not paying all this money for you to go ahead, cut up, things like that. You're going back to public school. So um, I went to Grand Park, which was uh, my zone. Everyone I grew up with was very familiar, things like that. It was like being home again. But it wasn't home because I couldn't play football. Um, right. Didn't have a 2.0, so I actually sat out my sophomore year in high school. Um that was that yeah. was kind of rough, you know, uh, yeah. just going to school, being a normal student. You've been playing sports your whole life. I ran yeah. track, played, you name it, I did it, except baseball. It's the only thing I didn't do. Um, That's what's so, up. So, uh, you know, that was tough, um, but got things back going. Wouldn't say the best. It was I made 2.0. That was enough to play. Right. But, um, Started getting things rolling. But you got to, I mean, you got yourself back on your feet. Yeah, you definitely, know what I mean? definitely, definitely. Because, um, you know, it's so crazy. I went through the same thing. Yeah. Like, when I was in high school, I couldn't play my sophomore year. For real? Yeah, bro, because I had two I had two Fs. Yeah. Right? And you got to have passing grades to play. Right, right. Right? And, I, and at the time, I just, you know, I was chasing girls, too. Definitely. That, that definitely. wasn't... Football wasn't on my mind like how it should have been. And then I went to go, you know, live with my dad. And, mm. you know, everything changed then. But now I keep going. I'm just, mm. you know, I, just, I just wanted to. I mean, she was the same. Yes. But you the one that just said, <laughs> if you was on the beach, I'm the only one married here. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? Got, he got a point. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, if you think about it, the the whole dynamic of that, people can actually see, like, all right, there was a point of our lives that the sport that we love was taken away from us. 100%. And yeah. then you get to the point, the next step is like, all right, I got to do whatever it takes to get to back get on back. the field. Right. That's your ticket. Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. That was probably my first year, ninth grade year, of really taking football like super serious. Yeah. I was bouncing between sports, uh, football, basketball, track. You know, when you're younger, my parents, you know, I was – very thankful for my parents. You know, they every sports, whatever I wanted to do, they was there. They took me there, yeah. um, things like that. So they gave me every every opportunity I could get. Um, so I didn't really know if I wanted to run track, play football, or play basketball. Um, at ninth grade year, you know, my dad. It was during basketball season, and I was like, man, you know, I, I think I'd rather play football. Yeah. Um, so we stopped playing basketball. Went straight back to football, and that's when I started to take it like a little more serious. Uh, I was a big, a huge Sean Taylor fan, um, so you know that Ooh. that kind of that yeah. kind of yeah. Rest in peace, of course. Um, that was my guy. Um, he kind of put me on that path. Um, I wouldn't say that I was so focused on playing in the NFL, but it's just my love for the game was through him. Yeah. Um, but and, uh, let me stop you. Uh huh. But the way you play is like Sean Tito. Oh, yeah, definitely. The way you be coming up, hitting. Yeah. Like, you had one of the – I remember you had one of the hardest hits of the preseason one year, and it was going everywhere. Everybody yeah. was like, who the 
who yeah. is this kid? I knew who you was. <laughs> yeah. But that's when, you know, you, you was putting everybody on notice mm -hmm. who you were. So, yeah. Now, that was cool, though. That yeah, was definitely. Cool. Definitely. Um, so, you know, that kind of uh, made me want to play more. Um, like I said, I wouldn't have said that I wanted to play in the NFL. Yeah. But I did start to see my talent um, surpass, like, many other kids and knew that, okay, this could be my ticket. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but, um, you know, I a lot of things I went through, like you said, you didn't play temporary temporary year. I didn't either. Um, my whole life has been like a breakthrough. Yeah. Um, you know, Ooh, many like yes, hurdles. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, underdog, many hurdles. Yep. Things that I had to get through um, that I didn't really expect. So, well, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, then. definitely. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. Because um, let's let's take people through. You got your sophomore year, and then you come back, mm -hmm. obviously, your junior year. Um, let's talk about how, you know, mentally, what it, like how it was getting back on the field and mm -hmm. actually doing what you love to do. Because I'm not sure how many – like, how many offers did you have coming out? <laughs> like, none. <laughs> so, so, how, yeah. so, how was that, like – That was tough um, because – Because you knew you was good enough, but yeah. – so the the hardest part about that and what kind of was an eye opener for me, so uh, actually one of my like one of my closest my my closest friend uh, Brandon who um, is in jail right now he me and him both were like the best players like on the team. Okay. Um, man, every day I would go to school and it was like I was in the coach's office all day. Right. Constantly, you know, you get that call on that little announcement thing. Can we get a trade down to the office? You know, as a college scout here, yeah, things like that. Miami, Maryland, like you, you name them. We talked to him. Wow. Um, but he was getting all the offers. I wasn't because yeah. you know my grades were just so bad. Um, I couldn't get my SAT to match my GPA. How you know how that scale used to be? So um, you know it was a struggle. Um, definitely frustrating. Um, but like I said, a breakthrough at some point. Um, so one of my other close friends, Mike, we had went to, he actually had an offer from Shepard mm -hmm. and I had went up there, you know, just being a friend, uh, going to go support him, uh, went up there and, uh, coach Ramal, who was one of the coaches there, he, uh, like told me, he was like, man, you know, we've been trying to talk to you, but we thought you was going D1 like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, so we ain't even, like, we ain't try. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, man, I don't have any office, you know what I'm saying? So he like, man, you got some shoes or something? Like, you could work out today with them. So I That's kid crazy. you not. I kid, <laughs> I kid you not. Um, they gave me a player of shoes. His name was uh, uh, Mac. And this is, wait, this is Shepard. At Shepard. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we ran a 40 in the gym. I ran in, I wear a size 10, 10 and a half in shoes. I ran in like an 11 and a half shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing drills. That's crazy. Like you name it. I'm just, you know, trying to do something. It was an opportunity. I'm like, shoot, I ain't got nothing. My parents, you know, they, my parents, they well off, but you don't want your parents to pay for school. That's yeah. tough. That, that's a lot of money. Um, So I had to do something. Um, And it was a breakthrough and they offered me. Um, and once Let's they offered go. me, then, you know, other D2 Let's schools go. started to offer me. And, you know, that was it. I probably had, like, six or seven offers uh, before signing day. And I was like, man, I'm going to Shepard. Like, it was just fitting. Um, That's a blessing, had, bro. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And, you know, I'm thankful for it. Um, Think and it's about crazy. That. 
Like, you know, my first thought going to Shepherd was, man, I should be D1. I, you know, you know how it is. Like, as a young kid, everyone got that chip on your shoulder. You see everyone going D1. You see these kids at Bama, these kids at LSU, this and the third. I'm like, man, that that could be me. I know it can. Right. So I'm going to go to Shepard and I'm going to transfer out. Like, that was my first thought. I mean, rightfully so, though. Rightfully so. If you're if you if you thinking about, like, I was talking to Dre, and uh, you know that your talent mm-hmm. is a, a part of the best. Definitely. And you, you get to school not realizing that, you know, God placed me here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've always been the underdog, and I know I can play at these other schools. So you you already that's building your chip. So right. when you play here, you about to be mm-hmm. a whole maniac, a whole different level, right? You know, on the field. So, so to add to the story of a breakthrough, yeah, um, <laughs> I got there. Um, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm the only freshman traveling with the team. We actually had one freshman, Billy uh, Brown, who yeah. was in Philly with me. Um, he actually played as a true freshman. I didn't. I traveled with the team, you know, on some just in case, like, we might burn your red shirt type yeah. deal. So, I'm like, all right, cool. Um, <clears throat> oh, no, so you didn't have a red shirt yet, or did you? I did, I did. Traveled, I traveled, but I still red shirted. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's they'll, good, they'll, though. They'll, they'll yeah, take, yeah, like. You got your red shirt yet, yeah, you yeah. Yeah. So, I, I forgot wh- how many games. It, it's it's a lot of rules to it. I kind of forgot. That, that was so long ago. But, yeah. Um, so, no, you good. So I get there, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm ready to play. I'm ready to transfer out. I'm getting my grades straight. You know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in the classroom. Finally got my head on right. Because like like we talked about, the goal started to clear up for me. Like, okay, this is my meal ticket. Mm. Um, So, you know, everything's going good. And then, boom, I get in trouble. So I get in trouble. I got caught with weed. Um, they had a no-tolerance policy at my school. So... I had to drop my classes hmm. um, and basically had to drop out for the rest of that semester, come back in the spring, couldn't play spring ball. We had the same thing that I went through in high school. Just a different, you know, the, it was a the different situation dynamic. a little different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I take 18 credits in the spring, which was hell itself. Oh, that's, that's a, it's like six classes. Yeah. Yeah. Six classes. You talking and about then, going to practice and right? Well, no, I didn't. This. I didn't play, so okay. I'm basically watching them. You yeah. know, all my close friends and stuff, watching them practice, things like that. Coaches still in contact. Like they knew I was coming back, but the road was different. So yeah, you need 24 credits, I think it is, to play yeah. uh, in the fall. So took 18 in the uh, spring, took nine or six, whatever it was, in the uh, summer. Yeah, and then got back on the team in the fall. And then at that point, we actually had – it was a guy uh, named Howard Jones, who I'm still cool with today. He played DM for us. He went to uh, Pittsburgh. He was there for, like, two years, I think. And then he went to Tampa. Um, so, you know, it was a D2 guy who made it out. Billy was getting some scouts and things like that. So I was like, you know what? It's possible. It's yeah. possible. Like, I don't need to leave. Um, I can make it happen here. And plus, I was all, I had a setback, you know, like, I'm a, what I'm gonna try to transfer now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of tough. I, one, I got in trouble, so I'm gonna transfer and be like, hey, I got in trouble. They're gonna be like, nah, we ain't fooling with you. Yeah, that's you know good. That's so, how they they be. That's like like we were just talking about. Everybody talks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, it was meant for you. 
mm-hmm. to stay there. You Definitely. know, God God wanted you Definitely. Like you to said, be there. Like you said, like God at certain times will show you and be like, look, like, just relax. Like, you good where you at? Like, I'm I'm glad that he didn't take me all the way out. You know, I'm locked up or something. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. He definitely put, like, a little speed bump. Like, all right, cool. Like, deal with this. And then you're going to figure it out. But, and it's crazy because we, we all deal with speed bumps. Mm-hmm. You know, speed bumps are a part of, part of our lives, definitely. really. And that's kind of what shapes us and makes mm-hmm. us and molds us. Because if everything was easy, we wouldn't appreciate half of the stuff we got. Yeah. And even though... Like certain stuff comes up even when we get older and things start happening. We should be able to, because we're, our strength is stronger, our thought process is cleaner, we can get through those speed bumps a little bit better. But mm-hmm. you realize, man, like I didn't really address <coughs> like some of those issues that I was dealing with, whether it was, it was injuries, whether if it was somebody that I was dating, whatever it may have been. But as you get older, it's like, Okay, this is the same thing that I'm dealing with, but it's just coming in a different way. Right. And I have to really do some work when it comes between myself. Mm-hmm. So I want I say that to say you come back, you're playing, right? So junior and senior year, mm-hmm. right, you're playing with with Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Was this time like one of the like best times that you've had in your career as far as like being at school after that moment yeah 100 percent. and you know one of the biggest people i can thank for that would be my d coordinator uh coach klein he shout out yeah shout out to him 100 because um he took me over the edge you know what i'm saying so from being just a player to I, it's hard to explain because you know, like he kind of he sat me down one day and was like, you know, Billy, he's getting all these looks and things like that. But like you really like you like you can do it, yeah, like yourself. And he taught me how to watch film. Um, he taught me how to break down plays, how to see plays coming, like just how to break down film, everything that you needed to know, you know, going through that whole process. Because you know, um, when you get recruited. These scouts come in, they put you on the board, yeah, things like that. Yeah, they gonna te- they gonna test your 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 IQ, right? So, um, playing safety, you know, or playing corner. Shit, I played both. Um, I didn't know nothing about the D line, like at That's all, crazy. for real. Like, like what what that guy do with me at that point? You know, y'all just stop the run. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna take care of the pass yeah. back here. You know, what if, I'm saying? if the ball get past y'all, I'm <laughs> right. gonna be the one to make the tackle. Right, right, right. So, but. I started to learn more about that, like gaps and things like that, where I can fit in mm-hmm. um, to make shoot game changing plays and things like that. And shoot, not even just that, but to get me to the next level, um, that's a huge difference. Especially coming from a D two guy, mm. they come to our school and they be like, "Man, it's like the bottom of the barrel, damn near." Um, we just here because you know they they tell us to come here just in case we want to find a a needle in a haystack for real. Uh, that, that, you saying you saying the the scouts the scouts like yeah, that's yeah. what they that's, come yeah definitely yeah. like that's how they act yeah that's yeah. how they act you know like okay. it's different like you you was at Louisville a scout yeah. come there you know they probably we we had Teddy B though at the time that too so like we was anybody <laughs> else that was good mm-hmm. was gonna reap the benefits of him him because yeah. all thirty two teams at pro day mm-hmm. we had all thirty two teams at pro yeah. day it was a 
media frenzy there. Right. So it was important for us to do what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I understand exactly what you're saying because mm-hmm. they they come down there, they expect, okay, it's almost like pulling teeth to get down there. Like, 100%. Yeah, you need to go down there. I know some players down there, the scout might be like, man, oh, God. It's really what it was. W up the street. That's where they're going. Oh, West Virginia. Yeah, they're okay, going, they okay. going to West Virginia. But, you know, we got these other little schools that's surrounding. We want y'all to just sweep through. Yeah. Things like that. So they'll come by, you know, just say hello, whatever the case is. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. Handshake. Keep it's, it's so crazy, bro. We we are <laughs> more than alike than you know. Why it's you funny that? because your coach sat you down, mm-hmm. right? Um, shout out to Coach Hurt. Love you. Love you, my guy. He is a D coordinator in Seattle right okay. now. I was about to do the same thing my sophomore year in college. Right. And he sat me down and was like, look, I need you to focus. Mm-hmm. Look, you're going to make a lot of money playing this position one day. Mm-hmm. I just need you to be confident in yourself. The way I coach you, the way I teach you, it's not that I'm trying to be a pest. Right. You know, some people, you could just talk to them regular and mm-hmm. just – you know, they, they, they already have that. But me, it was more so, like, he got to get me going. And right. that's, that's what he used to do. And right. I, after that, it gave me the confidence because I knew my coach was confident in me, mm-hmm. right? And mentally, I felt like I started to kind of, like, go uphill at that point because I knew that if I do what I got to do, I can really play at the next level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy because, you know, coach is sitting us down, High school, we, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it take. And, um, like, I was just talking about this, uh, you know, with, with uh, my friend Brandon on the phone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that part um, was probably one of the biggest, like, mental um, struggles for me at the next level. Yeah. Um, and, like, I would call it a heartbreak because that same relationship that you would gain from coaches in college and high school – Pop Warner, these these guys that we look at as father figures and things like that, people who had a big impact on our lives, um, you don't really get that at the next level. And it's like you have to learn that it's a business and you have to treat it as so. And it's hard to do that because – It's a game that you love. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. It's a and game. Like, and it's like someone taking something from you, you know, as a kid basically. Like they taking your favorite toy from you. And it's like it's not the same. Yeah, I still love football 100%. Um, it's hard to take the love from me, but how you deal with football, it that gets stripped from you 100%. Well, let's let's shoot, let's dive into that mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, well, first off, uh, your role was way different mm-hmm. than mine. You know, people would say that you know, you were given an opportunity, obviously. And no, I, you know, I work hard for that opportunity, 100%. but it was just a different type of opportunity yeah. that you would have. You end up going undrafted. Mm-hmm. Talk about that <clears throat> uphill battle of just trying to make it and really succeeding um, at your position. You know what I'm saying? Because you were undrafted, but at the same time, um, you know, I was able to see you mm-hmm. and meet you for the first time. Right. I think it was 2017, right before yep. I before yeah, I left 16, the Eagles. I think it was 16, yeah. Yeah. So being that shepherd, right? Did you want to be drafted? Did you want of all course. those things to happen? <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, you see, uh, you see kids walk up on the stage. Like, so um, that was a dream of yours, like of to course, go across man, the stage. Like, 
you know, I wanted to go up on that stage. I wanted to be sitting in that building. I wanted, um, you know, my whole family life to change in that one little second. Yeah, um, I wanted to feel something that a lot of people don't get to, you know, experience that. Um, and, you know, I still did experience something of that. Maybe not, it's, of course, not to the same um, level. Would you change anything about it? About just that process of, of like, having a, what they call getting it out of the mud and yeah. really earning your strike? Um, it's See, that's weird. I was just talking about that, too, because it's like a part of me says yes, but a part a big part of me says no because you know I am who I am today because of all I've been through right um, the path was different and things like that um do I think things may have played out a little differently if I went to maybe a bigger school things like, like if I went to Alabama or something like that you know do I think my path would have been easier and a little more stable yeah but mm. um would I be who I am today no um so all in all, I would probably say no. I wouldn't change anything. Um, created that dog. Yeah, a hundred percent. Dog mentality. Yeah, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. you, I mean, you did some great things, bro. Um, you know, I obviously I was in Seattle when mm-hmm. you was playing, but I was watching you from afar. You know, you know how we do. We we see everybody on tape. Oh yeah, you be in the building. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see a nigga on tape. You like, damn, bro, this dude, he mm-hmm. playing, he playing good. You know 100%. what I'm saying? So. We <laughs> all are, are kind of like fans yeah. of each other. Um, but, like, the next step, because really w- what we're trying to get is we're talking about injuries, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about injuries and mental health and what that does to you mentally when you have worked your whole life, mm-hmm. you have did everything you could possibly do in the off season. you going to Dr. Shin. Shout out to Dr. Shin. Mm-hmm. People don't know Dr. Shen, but Dr. if you're Shen, in Philly, man, shout out to him. if you want acupuncture, <laughs> you want to get right, go to Dr. Shen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets stripped away from you, like something smaller, like just something that happens, and then next thing you know, like you're hurt. And we know with the NFL, when you hurt and you it can, they can't use you, mm-hmm. it's like they almost like put you on the shelf. 100%. And try to say you injury prone, but you hadn't yeah. been in, you know what I'm saying? Well, actually, that, so that was my, so when I had surgery, that was my second, my second injury. Um, My first year. So what year was this? Take, tell so them what year. So that was 2020. All right, so. I had the surgery. You you had been in the NFL. Yeah. You so, played, you were starting mm-hmm, as well, because mm-hmm. I remember. And so then after that, this was like your third year? Yes. So okay, my third right. year was when I um had the surgery and that, that extra injury. My first year in the league, when I had met you, um, I actually fractured my ankle in the last preseason game. But, you know, I was blessed enough to make a lot of good plays. Um, and they actually looked out for me in Philly, giving me a, a injury settlement. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they put some money in my pocket. Um, did the little three little extra weeks that you have, you can't go to no team and things like that. And then they brought me back on. I was on P-Squad uh, the rest of that year. So, you know, just going hard in practice, things like that. Um, and that was the year we won the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, Super Bowl champion, yeah, man. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. It, was, it was definitely a, a great time. But um, I didn't let that get too much of me because I knew next year, like, I wanted to actually be on that field with the pads on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's different. Um, 
Project Squad was cool, like you in the building, but it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. So, um, me and that that was really when me and Ron uh, Darby we had got like really close. Um, shout out to him, of course. Oh yeah, um, for sure. For sure, for sure. He he definitely helped me out my first year. Uh, you know, he knew, you know, I'm a Peace Squad guy. You making not that much. Um, gave me a roof, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, tell, like, tell people that, man. Yeah. Like, it's only a certain amount of people that make top dollars. Yeah. Right? If you're not that person, you're working to get to that. 100%. But everybody in your family just think you, like, like soon as you sign yeah. the paper, you just making oh, yeah, three hundred million dollars and stuff. Like yeah, nah, rich, everybody rich. ain't Patrick Mahomes, right? You know what I'm saying, Russell Wilson and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, like so, you know, he helped me out a lot. Um. I wasn't really. I was paying like a little bit, nothing crazy, to you know stay with him, just helping me out, making sure I kept money in my pocket, yeah, and I could focus on football. Um, that's what's up, man. That's that's a big move. Yeah, definitely. So. Then me and him, we had went out to L.A. and trained uh, for that next year with uh, Jamal Ligon. Shout out to him um, and Akil. Both of those guys, you know, they pushed me to my limit um, to help get me back to that player I was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that guy I was in college, I really felt like that kid again. Mm. And that was the year I started playing. Um, I remember, yeah. too. <laughs> you, was, you, was playing, you was playing a lot. And I I can't remember what happened in the back end, but I remember, like, every week, I mean, I just remember seeing your name. I, I remember seeing, like, you on the list. Of, I think it's the PF, PFF yeah, list. Whatever, like grade grade, they they would show yeah. your grades and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so actually, what that happened was Rod had actually got hurt. Um, yeah. Shout out what, to Rod. Yeah, too. Rod. He a dog, too. Yeah. I'm going to have to get um, Rod on here, too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Rod was definitely a, a huge impact impact on me as a player or a person um you i mean you know rod as well as me yeah um, rod's just a great dude man and when rod actually got hurt i think that was the first time he tore his acl yeah um that's when i had got called back up and you know rod was there every day in meetings um helping me out when he could like if he could be out at practice i knew he, he couldn't really be out that much because you know he tore his acl but yeah things that he saw maybe on film whatever the case was he would dish that out to me to help me out um that's what's up and you know a lot of people think that a lot of guys are just assholes like man i don't want to help nobody else take my spot or whatever the case is like he's not one of those guys yeah um some some guys are like that, yeah. You know, because they're afraid of their position being yeah. being taken. But um, when you have guys on the team that are willing, mm -hmm. like no matter what the cost is, mm -hmm. like you're willing to help the team. That's right. that's how you win. Yeah, definitely. And Rob was a guy I met around the same time I met you through Toby. Yeah, shout out to Toby. Just a genuine dude who. Um, I mean, I don't know. You just meet people and you respect them because. I mean, I, a lot of that has to do with Toby. You know, yeah. like, he kind of told me who you were, who Rod was. Yeah. Um, he knew I was walking into Philly undrafted, things like that. And both of y'all, you know, did what, what men do. Uh, y'all both kind of let me know what it was. Yeah. Um, how to maneuver, what the league is, things like that. Yep. Um, y'all didn't understand, you know, my what well, Rod did. Rod was actually undrafted, too. Yep. So he definitely, like, 
um, told me a lot about that path. Um, you kept it real with me about, especially seeing like what you was going through with like the whole business point. Yeah, and bro. Things like that. Um, it gets real. Yeah, it gets real, man. <laughs> it's it's not you know. It's it's a hard thing. We was talk. I remember you know we was talking to Dre, uh, or I was talking to Dre. Like he was on like the first episode, and Dre was talking about his you know track career mm -hmm. and how you know he had this expectation in his head, and when when those things didn't happen, uh, it puts you know it puts you in like a little slump, right? 100%. And so, um, you know, with your story, mm -hmm. and you know you actually playing, you were starting at one point in time. Um, and then you, there was a situation to where you, you had an injury. Do you mm -hmm. want to like talk, you know, tell us, you know, what happened with that? Um, and talk us through like, you know, what happened to you mentally and how you got, how you got up out of, cause obviously you're still training right now. Yeah. You're still ready to go mm -hmm. right now. But in that moment, um, we all have like these mental yeah. struggles that we have to get through, especially with injuries, because you do all this work and you get hurt and it's like, you got to start over again yeah. man what tell yeah. tell the people what that what what that's like so um long story short like you said i had an injury um i got released and uh it was tough you know uh first of all that was my first big injury anyway my first surgery like ever so in your career ever, like yeah. ever i've never had i've never tore anything you know had some bruises and stuff here and there sprain mcl things like that but nothing that really kept me out of ball right so that was definitely tough um not really knowing what to expect going into it was the biggest scare like you know okay doctors telling you you know okay i had a hip injury so it's like real serious they, they like man it can depending on how it heals you we don't know if you're gonna play or not so um, I hate hearing that. That's like yeah. That's like negative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Negativity. Like right. Oh, come on, bro. Right. Like that. part of me sitting there, like okay, you just they paying you to say that. Yeah. Like, the case is like you supposed to say that, but it's it's gonna work out. Yeah. Um, I just I knew in my head that you know I was gonna make it work regardless. Um, I was just a faith I had in myself in my body and things like that, but it was definitely tough, you know and. The toughest part wasn't even on the field, honestly. It was the mental aspect of friends, mm. um, family. So how did your family treat you at, in this point? Or like when you my say- My family, yeah. they, I would say my family did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, you know, when I went and got my surgery, <laughs> uh, my dad went with me. And, you know, I was on crutches for two months. I could barely shower by myself, things mm. like that. Cause like, it's, it was my hip. It's like a extreme like part of your body, like getting in and out the tub, things like that. Um, now my, he, he didn't have to help me with that or whatever the case was. I mean, <laughs> he had a backtrack. Yeah. Nah, 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 though. Nah, I, I get but, it. But yeah, I mean the fact that, you, you basically know, like, he gotta help you. Yeah, you and whole mind you, thing. yeah, mind you like really, if you think about it, like for a lot of us, we left home, I left home as soon as I went to college. So I was set, I was 17, actually, I had a late birthday. I was really a grade up than I was supposed to be. So I was 17 in college, really didn't come back home. Like, I damn near lived by myself since I was 17. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was me too, I ain't, I ain't never So I never, I didn't really need my parents' help. You know, they would help me here and there, especially financially, because you know, college, 
who wasn't getting nothing. <laughs> you got they a get, scholarship. They getting a little something now. <laughs> yeah, they getting something now. I wish I was yeah. too, but um, yeah, you know, they would help me food, things like that. Come support me at all my games. That was when I would see them, you know, for games and things like that. Maybe a little time I could get to run away, go home, say yeah. hello, but I wasn't staying home for the whole summer. Yeah. I wasn't staying home for the whole winter break. Winter break, I was still playing. Yeah. Things like that. You know, you got bowl games for D1. We had playoffs and D2, things like that. So, um, I wasn't really home. So, this was the first time that, you know, I actually got to get home. Yeah. And my parents were right there, you know, the whole step of the way. Hit me up, hey, you need a ride to um, therapy, whatever the case is. You know, me just being me, I'm like, man, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm crutching myself into the car, hopping in the car by myself, trying, whatever, trying, trying to thug it out. Trying to do it yourself. Yeah, trying to do it myself, but still my parents always coming over, checking on me. Yeah. Things like that, letting me know, like, hey, if you don't um, want to live by yourself or whatever the case is, like, you can come move back with us until everything good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got you. Yeah. Um, You know, I can only thank them for that. You know, and people say that's what parents are supposed to do, but like it really felt like the way that felt was was just so good because I was losing friends. Who was really there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, cause you think, cause you were were you thinking in that moment, like when you was losing friends? Cause I think all of us have lost something or mm -hmm. lost friends. Like, were you thinking in that moment? Like, they were only there because of what you could do. Yeah. And, like, when you see that, you know, it's a mental battle because you're really trying to decipher between, like, damn. Or it's like you, you're you're in denial, like, damn, like, that's what, that's why he was rocking right, with me. Right, right. And the hard, yeah. part, the hard part about that was I started to treat the people who really genuinely love me different because that whole persona of the friends I was losing and like you said people who dang they only rocked with me because you know we was going to the club we was doing this and the third yeah you know I'm paying money whatever the case is so I started to look at everyone like that you know what I'm saying and it was unintentional but maybe the way I would have responded to my sister maybe the way I responded to my mom could have been like a little extra because of the way I was just feeling. Like, yeah. and I didn't really understand, yeah. like, you know, what I was going through. So, that's um, crazy. yeah. Yeah, like, I've, I've lashed out on people, you know, Me unintentionally yeah. because that's of crazy. how I felt, um, how other people made me feel, you know what I'm saying? And um, I got to a point where I was able to apologize and realize what was going on. But you know, it took therapy for me to get there. And so, do you feel like you were depressed? Like yeah, before. 100%. So, so even so, not having the same like, cause the whole trajectory changed, mm -hmm. right? Now you got your, you only got your your parents. You feel like your 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 tight knit mm -hmm. family right there with you, mm -hmm. and you can't play, mm -hmm. right? And you have to do this. You know, you have to go to. Uh, physical therapy right. and things of that nature. Right. So in that moment, you you would say that you were depressed in that moment. Yeah, I was. Um, I want to hit this. <laughs> uh, Talk I about that was, a little bit. You know, I was. I was down a lot. Um, 
That feeling it's is like, it's it, like a it cloud, is, bro. It it's is. Like, it's like I don't. It's it's so hard to explain what it is because like you don't really know what it is. <laughs> it's just like you just don't feel good. Yeah. Like, um. That, that failure thing. Yeah. You know, like, and you get to accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. Right. Right. And it's like, like you said, I mean, I'm thankful for the people that I did have there, you know, and Adondra, he definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, it's, it's, it ain't too many, it ain't too many people that, um, you know, will stick it out with you, but some people do. And you, I'm glad to have experienced that because you realize who is your like true friend. Yeah. Beyond who you are, like as a person, like when they look at you, they don't look at Trey the football player. They don't look at uh, Dondre the track star. They don't look at Ron the football. Like that's our friend group and things like that. Um, they look that's at real. like you are you just you, and that's yeah. that's why I rock with you. You know, that's what I'm why I don't have many friends now. There's only it's only a select few of people. You mm-hmm. know, shout out to Chauncey, shout out to uh, Austin. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, you feel me? You know, it's on, it's only a select few people in your corner mm-hmm. that really still see you for Trey. Right. Right. But when you get to this certain level, mm-hmm. right, people see you as Trey, the football player, and you want to get back to you being just Trey. Because right. I remember um, it was it was hard for me sometimes when, like, if I didn't, if my mom didn't come to the game, it wasn't because she couldn't. It's like mm-hmm. she was working or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And I would see families, like you know, after the game with yeah, Philly, yeah. <laughs> you see all these families mm-hmm. with they with they you know kids or whatever. Sometimes, mm-hmm. bro, it would just be me. I would mm-hmm. be lonely, and and that was a very depressing uh, place to be in because I'm like, right. bro, like where's my family at? Why right. nobody want to come see me? Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I really like what you said about about that when it comes to like your injuries, when it comes to like what you were dealing with and you being honest about mm-hmm. like you were lashing out. Right. Because I was lashing out too, bro. Mm-hmm. Even it wasn't about injuries, but it was mm-hmm. about money, right? right? And my sister or my mother could have really needed something. Mm-hmm. But I was just telling everybody no because yeah. I was tired of people asking. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And I could have really been a blessing to somebody else, mm-hmm. but because of Joe Blow Smoke asking me mm-hmm. for something, it just really tainted yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like that. I mean, that's tough. You know, and I think uh, I don't know if you saw something Debo had put out the other day. He had said like something about how a lot of people don't really understand like the mental stability it takes to be a football player and to bar. <laughs> that's a bar, y'all. <laughs> now you gotta say that to, again. Um, yeah, the mental stability it takes to be a football player because the people you have to support. Um. And then you have to support yourself at the same time, like mentally, physically, things like that. Like you, you running around giving everyone all this money, you doing this, that, and the third, paying this person rent, you helping out with this, and you gotta wake up in the morning, go work out to make sure them everything is still. And half like, the time you ain't did nothing for yourself yet. Right, right. That's what made me right. realize. Like my <laughs> wife, she was like, I ain't even have a spot. Like I was trying to get somebody else's spot. I ain't even have a spot for myself. 100%. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Like, mm, yeah. Mm. So I mean, that's tough. Um, but you know, thankful for therapy definitely helped me get out that that cloud. 